0: Welcome to Sales Tech Stars, Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Scott Smythe, VP Global Sales at HG Insights, a global leader in technology intelligence, is here today to chat about a few proven sales and sales tech tips and practices that can help salespeople generate better overall ROI. Scott, it's great to have you here as part of the Sales Star podcast today. We're excited to hear from you. Before we dive into the main part and main theme of this conversation, we'd love to hear more about you and your journey in sales. What exactly inspires you about B2B sales today? And in general, how has your journey been through the years? Justin,
1: thanks very So just kind of breaking that down, I guess what inspires me about the sales profession and everything that comes with it is—it's yes. never really something we can complete, and it's always evolving. I remember quite early on in my career, I read a book by Malcolm Gladwell, and he talks about the ten thousand hours of practice. And once you've done ten thousand hours of anything, become world class. And I feel like I'm personally still mastering my craft. I learn something new every day. I can always see room for improvement, and I just love the ever-evolving nature of the sales profession whether you're selling or managing there's a very kind of insatiable need to to always want to do more and we talk a lot about in our team in our business about this one percent daily improvement philosophy And what that means is because due to the power of compounding if you get one percent better every day at the end of the year you are 36 times better just by seeking that one percent marginal improvement because of the the power of compounding so that's what what inspires me I love continuous improvement we always look for that win each day we audit the day and we talk about what was the one percent improvement and it's arbitrary but it's it's just having this self awareness that we can always get better and every day is an opportunity to perfect your craft so that's what inspires me in terms of my journey I started as a seller in data about 15 years ago and very soon after I started, the company got sold for 500 million pounds to the 100 company. And I fell in love with the valuations that data and subscription businesses yield. And I said to myself, that day, I want to one day start my own data company. So I spent three or four years becoming a good seller, and then I went into selling management. And then four or five years ago, maybe what, six or seven years ago now, I started my own data company called Pivotal IQ in London. And after a few Very successful years. We merged with Santa Barbara-based HG Insights, and that's where I am today, looking after global sales.
0: Absolutely, that's been a very, very interesting journey. And now, in this new capacity, I'm sure you're looking at the marketplace and looking at trends from a very different angle. So, specific to what you do now, we'd love to hear more about your global sales process and strategy as part of the current role at HG Insights, and a little more about the sales tech that sort of helps drive these initiatives. And uh, of course, I'm sure you're using a lot of your own data-backed technologies and insights to empower some of your strategies and decisions. But in general, we'd like to share more about your process and the rest of your sales tech.
1: Sure. Well, we are our own best case study. And I can give you some examples of why in a second, but just for some context, we're growing incredibly fast, as I, I know many of your listeners will be as well. We've got, we're incredibly ambitious. We're Um, Hiring, onboarding, training every single week, new starters. So with that comes a lot of growing pains. And with the kind of hefty goals that we've set ourselves, we know that it's a a never-ending cycle. So we're just really trying to build a structure and a process and a foundation that allows us to scale into. A lot of upfront work, maybe sometimes beyond where we are size-wise, we kind of over-engineering a little bit, but that's because we know that the hard work now will really pay off in quarters to come. So for me, I've always, as I've built sales teams in the past, I've always thought about it as a kind of the PTT principle. It's people, training, and territory are the three most important things that I think are the prerequisites to getting a highly performing sales team. So people are always the most important, hiring the right, individuals and making sure that they align to the culture that you're building. There's been many great salespeople, world-class salespeople that I've not hired because I didn't feel they fit the kind of inclusive, collaborative culture that we build. So I, I build culture, people, hiring culture, that all comes under the most important first umbrella. And if you get the right people, everything becomes a lot easier. So once we've got the right people in hiring is, is incredibly important, for us, we take the interviewing process very seriously and we're very picky, but, but we appreciate the fact that we're as lucky to have our employees as they are to have their employer. So it's a mutual uh, kind of bi-directional respect thing there. Then when we feel like we've got the right people, the next priority for us to build that structure and process to go really, to really and execute is around training and enabling. And this has been a big focus for us over the last 12 months. And something that in our earlier years, we weren't spending enough time investing in, but now we've we've kind of gone to the complete opposite end of the spectrum and we're really trying to focus on having a world-class onboarding program and then ongoing training and enablement. Because if you've got the right people and you train them and empower them, with the ammunition they need to be successful, then the only thing left for me is making sure that they are targeting the right companies. That's actually what we do as an organization. HG Insights, we ensure that our customers are always targeting the companies that have the highest propensity to buy their product. So we use our own data to ensure that we have the right accounts targeted by the right people with the right message having trained them. So it's, it really does boil down to, if you can get your people, your training and your territory sorted. You've got the formula to ensure that every single day you've got the right resources targeting the right Companies with the right message.
0: So I'm sure this has been something that most sales, marketing, as well as business leaders have been focusing on, especially through the pandemic. That there has to be a stronger focus on stronger people focus and better strategy when it comes to enabling new hires and new team members and educating them about the product must-haves and the product know-how, so that they can communicate all of this very well back to the customer or to the prospect. So so while you were talking and talking about all of this and stressing on the importance of the people and the training factors, while these are very crucial on the one hand, on the other hand, there are still some very base level fundamental sales challenges that you'll see even some of the most seasoned B2B sales leaders and sales teams struggle with despite rich array to not only these kind of best practices and tips that are pretty richly shared across the industry today and talked about but also they have a rich array of tools to always enable them to always help them across the bias journey across their process even technologies that they can implement at their own personal level to sort of help them out of some kind of challenge or roadblock that they might be facing not at a team level but at a personal level so can you talk about some of the most common ones that you've seen people in sales or any other customer-facing roles still struggle with despite, you know, having all of this information or technology available to them today?
1: Yeah, of course. I, I, and I may have a slightly old-school opinion on, on this, but I'll share it anyway. And I, I think I'm not old enough where it was in, in England, you had the yellow pages where you were having a paperback book looking for contacts to call. That was one generation before me. But certainly, we didn't have the tech stack anything close to it that's available to sellers today, it was very much uh, roll your sleeves up, pick the phone up and get prospecting kind of mentality knocking down doors and really trying to just make something from nothing. And that, that was the environment I learned how to sell in. And I'm so grateful for that because I think that was an incredibly difficult environment to, to, to excel in. But I feel like today, although there's some incredible tools out there, it's almost, gone too far where there's so many there's so much automation and workflow where it's sometimes difficult for the seller to stay on top of the processes that are in place. It's it can be overwhelming to the point at which they can forget what they're there to do, and that is to sell and prospect and unearth new opportunities. And we try and keep a very lean, simplified type tech stack allows us to automate where there's efficiencies to be held but we have this kind of philosophy and culture where nothing beats the the discipline required to just graph and the grit and the determination every day come in and bring your a game and to knock down doors and to prospect and whether you're doing that on email or linkedin we love the phone because a lot of other sales teams now are just so obsessed with building out groove flows and processes that they forget that there's another way of contacting these decision makers and they don't get that many phone calls anywhere near as much as they used to get. So we still pretty much rely on that and we spend the time that we save putting customers into flows that they may or may not be interested in. We spend that time reading. The customer's annual report and accounts, and speaking to our analysts, we really try to understand the pain point of a specific prospect that we think could benefit from the value of our product. So that when we do speak to a C-suite decision maker, we are prepared and we can challenge them on why we think they should jump on a call with one of our experts for fifteen or twenty minutes. So we have a really great process, and we often get a lot of praise for the amount of pre-call prep we do to ensure that we aren't coming across as a call, but it's a very well-defined, prescriptive message that ultimately encourages them to come onto a second call. So, I, yeah, so I, I just think my advice would be don't overwhelm your sellers with all the tools in the world. There's some great tech out there. We've started using Gong, which we love, and so many different use cases. But we really do try and simplify it and turn the focus back to the AEs and the SDRs to, to be accountable for their own daily metrics because it really is a game of whatever you put in, you get out on the other side. There's no real shortcut in sales. It's it's a direct correlation between the input and the output metric.
0: There was something very interesting you mentioned while you were chatting about this, and that was the reliance of the team on a phone call, which is very relevant in today's times because we oftentimes talk about a very crowded digital marketplace and We oftentimes talk about how crucial it is to sort of focus on creating that human connect despite all of this automation and despite all of this automated messages that we sort of try and Create depending on how prospects are going to behave or have been behaving in the earlier stages of this buying journey. But what we sort of often miss out is you know, that personal touch while doing all of this. You have someone else building out a workflow or a cadence, and you have someone else trying to sell to the set of people. And there's always going to be this sort of disconnect unless you actually go back into the basics, which is pick up the phone and have a conversation. And COVID has been a big enabler here to sort of understand the importance of being simple and the importance of going back to a couple of traditional methods. So that was a very interesting point to actually focus on while you were chatting about this. So while on the one hand, we are seeing not many, but yet enough to actually bring up in this conversation, a lot of sales and marketers understand how crucial it is to, you know, go back to the basics, go back to simpler models, and use that to try and break away from the noise. Yet, there's always this shiny object syndrome, you sort of read about a new sales tech, you read about a new marketing technology, and then you feel that if you're not going to give these features to your team, you're sort of losing out. You're losing out on potential revenue and you're going to lose out on what you can grab from the market because, you know, everyone is boasting about these capabilities and this enriched data or these AI-driven communication flows that can shorten the sales cycle and shorten the marketing cycle. And it can all just be very superficial at the end of the day. So while on the one hand, we are slowly understanding as an industry, these concepts and the importance of sort of balancing an offline and an online experience while we're talking about it, there is still, there is no dearth of, you know, new innovations and growth in sales tech and market today. So how do you feel given this trend that, you know, we are understanding the importance of a good offline online model, but We are also seeing a lot of boost when it comes to new sales tech and new martech. How do you feel the future of these technologies are going to shape the marketplace or shape trends in the near future?
1: So I think for me, although we're not heavy-handed on the sales and marketing tech stack, we really try to simplify that. We are the complete opposite when it comes to being data-driven. Every single decision we make as a company, and how do we optimize our own go-to-market decision making? Is ensure that it's predicated on data. And a lot of these tools, they've got the software or the technology, but they've not got the data to inform. Them. There's so many tools out there that almost become a little bit redundant. And even the C- anyone's CRM, the Salesforce, you can have the best Salesforce CRM tool in the world if you're sales team isn't inputting the right data at the right time and it's not actionable or timely, then no matter how good that CRM software is, you're not getting the the output that you want in order to inform decision making. So I feel like as, as the tech stack continues to become more crowded and complex, I think just encourage everyone to really put the emphasis and build a philosophy and a culture across their business and the importance of fueling these tools with good quality data because without that a lot of the investments you're making in your tech stack whether it's RevOps or sales tech or marketing tech it isn't going to give you the answers you you need so i think for me that's the most important thing to think about and also make sure that there's a roadmap there to your point there's, there's always a shiny new company out there that are going to sound and look great and maybe they have got a great product but You need to buy with a roadmap in mind because a lot of these companies work better when in conjunction with one another. they when it's an integration or their complement. and there's been lots of companies I've spoken to that that have just bought the next best thing, but without viewing the fact of how does that how does that fit into my current stack and how does it help my future stack? So be thinking a little bit like I said earlier' with, we're over engineering a little bit in terms of our onboarding and selling now because we know we're going to be, our business is going to be three times bigger next year than it is just this year. So if you're a fast-growing company, there's going to be different needs in six and 12 months than there is now. So just as you're buying in new uh, software to support the optimization of your go-to-market, just make sure that you're doing so in a way that's coherent and that's correlated to the overall Roadmap that you're building for your team based on the outcomes that that you're looking for.
0: Absolutely, Scott. Thank you so much for you know your time today and for sharing these very, very important thoughts on sales and sales tech trends with us.
1: My last bit of advice is to, to all the sellers out there: have some fun because it could be a very difficult job and you can have bad days. But really try and have that fun and everyone, like you said, bring that human touch to it, and it makes the days go a lot a lot better. And sometimes we can forget that. So, but but. Bit of wisdom is enjoy today.
0: Absolutely, Scott. And not just for salespeople, but everyone out there in B2B and the rest of the world. Have fun while you're at work and you'll enjoy it more. Completely agree. Great insights. Thank you so much, Scott.